You're listening to the Airline Briefing, the industry affairs podcast from IATA, keeping you up to date with the most vital issues facing aviation today. Welcome to another Airline Industry Affairs podcast. I'm Chris Gota, part of the comms team here at IATA. Back in our very first podcast, all that time ago in January, uh, the topic was airport slots. And at the end of that first podcast, we said we would undoubtedly be returning to this subject in the future. I'm glad to say that is exactly what we're going to do today. Now, back in January, we were still debating what would happen to the summer season of slots. And now we're already looking ahead to what needs to happen for the winter season. And indeed, there have been some important developments on this during this week. And I should say that for anyone who's not familiar with how the slot system works, I would suggest you go and have a listen to our first podcast or uh, check out any of the information we have on IATA.org on the slots because there's lots of information there that tells you all about how this crucial issue for the industry works. Anyway, I'm delighted to say that we have two of the very best IATA can muster to discuss this topic. Um, so to give us uh, the big picture industry view, we have, as always, our SVP for Member Industry Relations, Sebastian Mikos. Hello, Sebastian. Hello, Chris. Hello, everybody. And to give us uh, the most cutting edge analysis on the world of slots, we have our head of Worldwide Airport Slots, Lara Morn. Hi, Lara. Welcome to the pod. Hi, Chris. Hi, everyone. Super. Right. Well, um, Sebastian, I'm going to start with with you to give us that that big picture view. Um, what's the latest traffic situation? Because this is this is really crucial, you know, particularly with reference to international traffic and our forecast for this year and next, because that's really important to understand that in the context of the discussions we're going to be having on slots. So what is that situation? OK, Chris. So before just answering straight your question on traffic, I'll still save some time for those who don't have the patience to listen to our full uh, first uh, first podcast to say that slots is a is a ride of taking off and landing at congested airport that is an investment and that's a right owned by airlines so it's very clearly something which is fundamental for airlines when they build their network and we are in a situation uh, where those networks are completely disrupted by covid and here comes the, 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 the problem we are facing, which is the fact that we have a deeply, deeply depressed international traffic. And I'm sorry not to be optimistic during this podcast, but we see that we forecasted and we have been uh, outlining the fact that our traffic, international traffic especially, is down and is going to be down at least throughout 2021, which has a direct impact on how we manage slots at uh, level three congested airports. So what is, in other words, the offer that our airlines will be able to um, submit to passengers for this new winter season, which also to remind very briefly, starts in October and ends in March 2022. So we are talking about the forward view. And, you know, international demand, I, I, I know that listening a lot of figures is, is not, <laughs> it, it, it might be boring, but without those few figures, we cannot imagine where we are. International demand is, is, is around 88% down compared to 219. So I remember, Chris, that during the first podcast, we used the sentence that we are not running traffic, we're running scarcity of traffic. We, we are just, mm. there is not uh, enough uh, offering. There is some signs of recovery on domestic markets, and we, we 
our 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 chief economist Brian. But you know, during many media days, we we have been underlining this in U.S., in Australia, in Brazil. Uh, some return of domestic traffic in in Korea. There is two problems. First, this is a very volatile traffic. But second. <laughs> What Lara is doing and what the slot team is doing does not refer to domestic traffic. What we are focusing on is international traffic, which is still being uh, really, really uh, depressed. We foresee that the vaccine situation will have uh, uh, the, 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 the traffic uh, coming back. We always said that we don't see the demand bouncing back before 2024. So this is why we are fighting uh, strongly for our airlines to get the maximum flexibility on slot, which means on building the network because of this depressed traffic, at least for this incoming season, because 2022 might be better. Right. So so, so what does that uncertainty mean, that, that volatility that you referred to? What does that mean for an airline in terms of its operational planning, particularly for the coming seasons? It's, it's, it's a logical set of events. If you have administrative burdens, in order to travel at international level. And today we see that even within the European Union, you can not travel uh, you know, in, a, in, a, in a flexible way, not to mention any in, uh, intercontinental traffic. Then you have to literally adapt and literally in terms of days when you plan your network. Why? Because one day a country can be open and another day the country is closed or the country sets criteria like uh, three weeks of quarantine in China. That's depressing the market completely. So as an airline operator, you look at what is the heart of your system, which is the network, and the network is nothing else than where do I fly, how many times per week? It's as simple as that. So what is the schedule I'm offering to my passengers? If I see that there is a demand coming back, and if I see, like for example, in the example of the UK who created a roadmap and we saw immediately uh, uh, the curve going literally, you know, uh, vertically up uh, with, with, with demand, uh, and bookings, I need as an airline to have a maximum flexibility without losing what is a slot, which is my investment that I have done over the years, to adapt not to what I want, not what to the airport wants, but what the passenger wants. The passengers wants to travel more frequently, less frequently. They are eager to take the risk of buying a ticket without knowing if they'll be able to come, uh, to go to a place. Mm. Uh, so this is the flexibility we're talking. It is true, Chris, that this is a highly unnormal flexibility because normally our industry is all about planning months ahead. Here we are in a situation where our booking windows has been decreased from 60 days to 10 days, where the literally when you have a country that can shut down from Monday to Tuesday and then reopen in two weeks' time, this is why we need this maximum flexibility to our members, just because we want to offer the best, uh, the best possible product for the passenger. Okay, right. And that brings us precisely to slots. So, so Lara, could you sum up for us how the slot system has been operating in this extraordinary situation regarding demand that we've had during the pandemic? Sure. And, um, you know, it's been in place now, you know, we've had this going on since last summer, through this last winter and into this current summer season. Um, and, and the airlines, as Sebastian's explained, have had to be managing this highly volatile, unpredictable situation. And so right at the start of the crisis, I think it was February last year, we went and sought this full slot waivers. Um, and that was granted for the full complement of 190 plus coordinated airports. And we had that in place last summer. 
Um, and then we had it in place again for last winter. Absolutely essential that that was there. And the hindsight, I think, proved, you know, that that was something that has borne huge support for the airlines in building schedules that are totally representative of where the demand is and nothing else. Um, and it's enabled a lot of cargo flying to take place as well on 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 these ad hoc slots that come back as um, reallocated capacity. But then coming onto this this summer, we had a, a slightly different approach. And so the airlines right now are working with somewhat of a patchwork across the world. We don't have exactly the same type of relief in place at all of those 190 airports. But what we do have is still, you know, a degree of slot relief at all of those airports. 100% of those airports have offered alleviation from the full usage rules. Um, many have offered full waivers still. The government's recognised that things just, you know, as disappointing as it is, they're just not back to where, where we need it. Um, it is highly frustrating for everyone that that is the case, but actually those full waivers, again, have proven to be absolutely essential. The slot board recommendation that we came out with with ACI and the coordinators was was well recognised and was put in place at a number of other countries and is working well, actually. And it's really, you know, proven to be something that is a balanced approach. And then and then we have the EU situation where it's a much more limited relief this summer and um, and it's caused some challenges. <laughs> well, could you say what sort of challenges is that? particular situation caused in the EU? So specifically with the EU, the, the relief that was put in place was like a, a, a limited version of what the slot board essentially asked for, which was designed to allow airlines to look at their slot portfolio and alleviate the slots that they weren't going to need to use. So typically this means if a carrier's got multiple frequencies on inter intercontinental flights, they're going to reduce down to perhaps one flight a day, maybe just three a week, but they're still going to serve that market, but with a very, very reduced frequency. In the EU, that was limited to a 50% alleviation. So the airlines could only return up to 50% of their series of slots, which meant essentially the airlines couldn't really give their true intentions for this summer. It, it was capped. And so now, of course, we can all see the EU's in a, a really grave situation still, um, you know, really, really depressed levels of traffic still in early May. And, um, and the carriers have had to therefore rely on what essentially is like a force majeure relief on their slots. So it's basically justifying the carriers to cancel these slots that they cannot use that weren't alleviated in the first place so that it's level set, you know, the EU with the rest of the world, which offered, you know, a slightly more enhanced set of alleviation. Um, right. It, it which I guess was never the intention, too. sorry to, to talk over you there, but just to say that was never the, the real intention of what the EU had in mind, is it? So in effect, what they proposed has not backfired, but it hasn't, you know, they've ended up in a place that they didn't want to end up through a, a less efficient mechanism for the airlines. And so the whole the whole system just hasn't been working as they intended. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had to work with the coordinators. We've worked with the commission um, to make sure that the airlines and I'm, you know, we're talking here about all the airlines, not just our members. This is absolutely about every carrier out there um, are all on the same playing field. There's got to be a level of 
of fairness amongst this. So, you know, you can't have 27 states with slightly different approaches to how they offer the relief. We've had to level set it through additional guidance. And, um, you know, thankfully, the Commission were up front and helped the carriers with this in the season in the last few weeks. But essentially, we've got, you know, almost full full waves again in the EU through till the end of May, now, uh, end of June now, actually. And, and that's obviously needed. Right. So, so OK, so so we ended up sort of where we needed to get to in the summer. What are we now thinking for the upcoming winter season? Yeah. So as we sit here today and as, as Sebastian explained in slots, um, you know, we have to be very realistic because um, we're sitting here today with airlines planning what they're going to do this winter with absolutely no visibility. So as optimistic as we all are that there is going to be some kind of recovery, particularly in the international area where you know the slot coordinated airports actually account for 61% of, of the international flying globally. So it's really vital that these airports have some preservation of their route structures so that international flying can return. Um, nobody really believes that the season is going to be um, as vibrant as perhaps, you know, the July, August period, maybe this summer. Um, and certainly at the moment, the booking profiles aren't there. The, the country's plans to reopen are not are not stabilised. We haven't seen anybody globally reach a slot usage threshold to even 50 percent yet, let alone move forward from that. So. Um, what we're looking for is the stability to return, a level of predictability before we start edging out of this very necessary relief. And so no surprises for winter 2021, we are going to ask for a continuation of slot relief. We're not asking for full waivers, though, and I think this is really important to clarify. We we don't feel the full waiver complements what everybody needs globally. There are varying levels of recovery. Domestic is recovering well in some markets. So we're, we're asking regulators to quickly and clearly implement the slot board solution that we've agreed again with ACI World and the coordinator body for winter. It has been slightly enhanced from the summer solution, but it is essentially the same recommendation. It's working well for summer and it will work well again for winter. Um, and importantly, won't hinder those markets that are recovering well because airlines aren't going to return slots that they need to be able to operate. You know, that gives them their competitive position to hold those slots. OK, so to sum all that up, then sort of short, sharp thing, you know, you were just saying the Worldwide Slot Board have, have come up with a position. Can you sum that up as to what we're asking for for next season? Yeah, absolutely, Chris. The What we're asking for is essentially, you know, an extension of the summer relief that we've put out already, and it's working well. It's agreed with the airports and the coordinators to be something that's balanced. It's moving on from full waivers, but it allows each, each region to recover at the pace that their government, the travel restrictions are being loosened, is enabling. So the first piece to this is um, series returns, which essentially is airlines being able to return to the coordinator early before the season starts, the slots that they don't believe they're going to operate. Um, and that provides a pool of capacity for reallocation, allows the airport to make vital planning decisions, and, and in the season actually gives a pool of capacity for cargo and ad hoc operations. The second piece 
is a lower usage threshold, which is this famous use it or lose it rule, usually at 80%. And we're asking that to be set at 50% along with a series returns that I've already explained. It is a package after all, and one doesn't work on their own. And then the last component to this, um, you know, the main components to this is the enhanced kind of force measure list that the industry's agreed on for the industry. We know what the issues are that we're all dealing with. And so we wanted to find to define this really clearly so that there was no ambiguity at a global level and everyone was treated fairly. And it's really a broad list of, you know, where there's restrictions, where's the, where there's quarantine still in place. And if it doesn't you know, come good as expected in the season, the airline is excused from using their slot and can cancel and return that slot, even if they had to their best degree plan to operate it. All right. Well, th thank you for that, Lara. So, Sebastian, I'm going to just come back to you and put a sort of question to you that we've heard sometimes mentioned in the media, and particularly um, for those who, who question the current slot system, if you like. Uh, and that's the point that somehow slot relief um, restricts competition, you know, that it is anti-competitive, it stops new airlines coming into airports and offering services to passengers. What's What do you say to that sort of accusation? You know, Chris, I'm, I'm laughing because it's uh, I, I can't find a better word that, that defining this situation as a type of schizophrenia. Because on one side, you have a situation in which Multiple governments recognize the need for financial relief for airlines, provide billions of dollars to have our members stay afloat. And on the other side, they, the, the, the regulators coming from the same countries are saying, no, 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 you cannot have the relief uh, because there will be competition, which assumes that there is traffic. I mean, I, I am kind of frustrated how we can prove that there is no traffic that not because not only ayata but also uh eurocontrol uh numerous institutions airlines for america keep saying the traffic is down so it's like <laughs> it's like having a supermarket with no customers inside and you keep complaining that there is no space for, for new goods, for new type of juices, drinks, whatever, fruits and salads, but nobody comes to buy. That's the situation the situation we're in. Uh, and this is why, to some extent, with the slot board and the airports, it's so easy to find an agreement because we all see that we are all fighting for, for when the market will recover to have rules that will allow airlines to very quickly come back, which means that we cannot restrict competition on the market when there is no competition flying. By the way, if you take, uh, you know, uh, um, the facts, um, London Heathrow, who is one of the most competitive uh, place on in the world, one of the most congested, everybody wants to fly to, to Heathrow, has seven new uh, new operators. So how the relief has restricted? Actually, no, you can still enter uh, enter the market and there is still movements uh, uh, around it. So what we want to achieve is a situation in which airlines, to the benefit of all the chain of value, which is airports, uh, uh, handlers, uh, fuelers, um, will be able to return as soon as the administrative uh, restrictions are lifted. And then the airlines who has been helped, and we are very 
uh, grateful for that, who, 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 who tried to, you know, park aircrafts, not fire people, will be able to reestablish networks. And only through reestablishing networks in a flexible way with slots that you have, you can restart the business. That's a really important point because, you know, we've heard a lot about the sort of technical reasons what, what's happening with slots. But I just want to finish on that that point, which is for, for the listeners out there who perhaps are not so into the technicalities of slots and they should be out there asking themselves, what, why should I care about this? And I think this is the absolute key thing that you were just hitting on there. You know, why why is it so important? we preserve the slot system and it's to do with that global connectivity. But do you just want to say a bit more on that? Because I think that's so important. The, the, the global connectivity, of course, it's again, a, it might sound a technical word, but it's nothing else that being able to have pairs of city connected by direct connections. And I invite everyone who wants to know more to go to our website and see the connectivity report we're publishing every year. But in very simple terms, this pandemic has, uh, has cut off half uh, of 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 the city pairs connected in the world. I could go into details per because it's different per continent. But let's keep in mind that what was built over the last more than 20 years in terms of connectivity, not only in Europe, Asia, US, you know, huge development of airlines in Southern America has just vanished in uh, in a in a in a pandemic crisis. So. It's not about us again, of course, it's about us as members, but it's it's about passengers who now will have less offer. And when we say that traffic will be back in 2024, what we mean more precisely is that you in your CTA will be able to go to the airport or just to the website and see that airline X is offering me um, 20 cities where I can fly directly and they have a fantastic network of uh, hubs which they will connect me to another 80 cities. But actually, before the pandemic, we would say you will have 40 direct connections and 160 connections through the hubs. So this is the whole point is to have, and by the way, Chris, it's coming back to your question, it's all about competition. Actually, mm -hmm. slots allow competition to be more uh, uh, um, stronger than weaker because they allow to 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 put traffic in frames and like water you want to enter into a, a bottle there is a bottleneck so you want this this water to enter in the most coordinated way inside the airport which is the congested traffic and this is what we hope is that maybe not this year because again as i said traffic is really down but starting from summer 2022 onward we believe that the, the infrastructure should be here for a quick recovery of uh, of the traffic at international level, which is all about competition. And um, and if I may, I think something that's really vital related to that competition point is what what we're preserving today is is not only from our point of view not preventing competition to take place, as, as Sebastian explained at Heathrow, there is entry. But it's also preserving existing competition. So, you, you know, there is well-established competition at all of these congested airports. Europe is one of the most competitive markets and has the most con congested airports. So the slot relief is actually consolidating what was existing there and ensuring it's still there to recover back to. Because the last thing you want is all the airlines ditching half of these regional airports because they can't keep the slots at those at the moment and once you've lost the slots sure far the airlines will find it a lot harder to re-enter those airports and they when they've already got a solid foundation there today mm. i think we need to leave it there because we've 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 covered a lot of ground um 
I'd like to thank Lara. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, it's so great to hear that, that expert view. Um, and Sebastian, as always, your, your global perspective uh, and your knowledge from, from your time running airlines and so on is really, really valuable. So I really appreciate that. Um, thank you for listening. Um, do subscribe to the pod. Uh, do uh, you know you can find us on all your usual podcast providers, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, seeing you on our next podcast. Thanks. Bye bye. You've been listening to the airline briefing, the industry affairs podcast from IATA. For more information and the latest news on all the most crucial issues facing aviation today, go to iata.org or follow IATA on social media.